Our sponsor today on Drinking with Authors is Skunk Brothers Spirits. Skunk Brothers Spirits was started by a family of disabled veterans focused on locally sourced quality distilled spirits. Their name was inspired by their pops, who was nicknamed Skunk. Skunk's father was a moonshiner in Oregon back when it wasn't exactly legal. Now the brothers are taking the family business legal with their Washington-based team using their grandfather's Prohibition-era moonshine recipe to bring small batch spirits to the gorge and beyond. From the moonshine corn whiskey to the apple pie brandy, all of their spirits are handmade in Washington. Believing they already have the best ingredients in the local community, they work with local farmers and suppliers to produce the highest quality spirits from scratch. You can find them on Facebook at Skunk Brothers and on Twitter at Skunk Bros Inc. Or visit their site www.skunkbrothersspirits.com and use coupon code DWA10 at checkout to read 10% off your order. You can always also ask your local retailer to start stocking Skunk Brother Spirits. Regardless of how you get your hands on a bottle or two, grab a drink and don't forget to get skunked. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Drinking with Authors, the literary briefs edition. If anyone's listening that has an underwear company and wants to sponsor, I'll wear your underwear every single time. William Joe Ma, just saying, hashtag, I've had a couple coolers, it's good. Did I just say cooler? Oh my God. Okay. So my co-host today, this is what happens when you don't eat and you drink cider fast. I'm glad I amused you. My co-host today is C.R. Rice. Our amazing guest is Michael Lords. Okay. I'm going to actually acknowledge our sponsor at the beginning of this episode, which is not this. It's Skunk Brothers Spirits. Um, if you go to skunksbrotherspirits.com, DWA10, they have some of the most amazing liquor. It is a U.S.-based company, and it is in uh, near Seattle, Washington, I believe, and it's brother-owned and veteran-owned, so please absolutely support them. Okay, let's talk about what we're drinking that has got me to a point where I don't almost know my name. Um, Flat Rock Cider Company, Ice Spice Baby. I found a four pack in the back of the Publix freezer near me. So I'm super excited. And hopefully this doesn't go bad because um, it was put out a while ago. Okay, Chels, what are you drinking? I am just doing cranberry and vodka. It's very boring today. That's I'll step okay. up next, know, next one now. Next one will be crazy. I have no doubt of that. That and I love your link shirt. So that's pretty amazing. All about a little that. boy okay. section at Target. That doesn't surprise me because you're a <laughs> tiny little person. I say that because I'm six feet tall for anybody who doesn't know. So Chelsea is like this cute little like pocket-sized person next to me. Okay, <laughs> Michael, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Unholy. It is an American Trapel Ale from Copper Tail Brewing out of Tampa, Florida. 9%. 9%. You got to love 9%. That's why it's called Unholy. I like it. Okay. Michael, are you ready for rapid fire questions? Sure, let's go. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, what is your favorite book? My favorite book is probably The Curious Case of Sid Finch. It is a baseball fiction book that really inspired what I wrote. 
Um, it is a story of a Buddhist monk who becomes a baseball pitcher. Interesting. Interesting. All right. What is the, I've never heard of that. So that's cool. Listeners, that sounds something to check out. They didn't say pride and prejudice. Fuck Jane Austen. Um, so what, uh, not that I have any feelings about that whatsoever. Um, she's not alive, so she can't be on the show. So it doesn't fucking matter what I say, although I will get hate mail. So that's cool. Um, what is your least favorite book that you've ever read? Oh, I, I am not the kind of person that does not finish books. No matter how bad it is, I do not finish. I finish books. The one book that I did not finish was the, it was, so the Wicked, it was not Wicked, but it was these, it was a book written by the same guy. It was written, this, it was the Sleeping Beauty. No. Was it he the Alice in Wonderland one? I don't think it was the Alice in Wonderland one. I think it was the Sleeping Beauty one where this guy has sex with a horse or a dragon or a unicorn and right in the middle of the book. And I was like, I can't do this. He's like jerking off a unicorn in a forest. And I was like, right in the middle of this book. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I have no idea what, no, I have no idea what this has to do with the plot. And I just, I got rid of it. I, I didn't want to finish. I just, it was horrible. Well, there's a bunch of people right. right now who are writing down, they're like, I need to find that book. Like, I'm sorry, I, what was that? What was the name of that book? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it was bad. Let me just confirm. Let me just check. Yeah. Let me check in that chapter. Okay, so um, what about, what is your favorite book that has been made into a, a book to movie slash TV show thing that you think they oh, did a good wow. job with the book? Wow. Oh, oh man off the top of my head it's oh i feel like at this point like i want to run to like my four bookshelves in the house and be like oh my god oh no it's this one it's this one it's this one um well it's not rapid fire questions if you know it's really not but the first one that comes to my mind again i'm on this baseball tangent right here because it's my baseball fiction book i'm going to say that Moneyball with the movie with brad pitt that came out a few years ago was based on a book and they did not do a very good job and I did not like that movie at all because well, that's your favorite. No, that's, that's <laughs> okay. not my favorite. That's the first one that's coming to mind. Um, man, what book was made into a movie that I, like I said, I'm looking, I just cannot think of one right now off the top of my head. Um, yikes. Can I pass on that one? I know, I know that's such an easy question and I'm drawing a blank on it and I apologize. Because well, that's what happens when you drink a nine percent beer. It's they, the answer, one beer we know better. You can blame them. But that. you're the only person my... that has ever immediately answered what's your favorite book. It's like you prepared somehow. Because as soon as Erica asked that, you were like, "Oh, my favorite book. Let me tell you," and had it. So now I'm suspicious. I would be well, as suspicious because this has been our follow-up question, and he's completely bombed this question. So. Yeah, exactly. That's really, really weird. You know, because I do have a second favorite book. Like I can name one and two, like right off the top of okay, my head. Okay, let's two. Let's just do that number, since you've ruined the other question. Number two is the uh, was the Scripture of the Golden Entity by it's a Jack Kerouac book, and it's a Zen Buddhist. It's a Zen book that Jack Kerouac wrote. That is really, really just one of those short, like it's only like 120 pages, but it's really deep thought. And I'll just read it every once in a while because it helps you kind of unwind and like Zen think, you know, think like unattached thinking type of book. So that's usually on my bedside, like almost all the time. 
Okay, good. I'm I'm gonna let you go next, um, Dr. Because he's throwing me off on the fucking questions now. I, yeah, I, I was like, feel like our rhythm's been broken. Okay, our rhythm has uh, been broken. <laughs> if you could be any main character in any book, but you have to live out their life, who would it be? Man, I have to live their life. Mm -hmm. Oh, yikes. I am I'm horrible at this game, aren't I? Yes. So I'm gonna get yes. a buzzer. Legitimately, yes. I'm not gonna be nice. You're horrible at this game. I'm, I'm getting a buzzer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking like I'm glancing over my shoulder at bookshelves. I'm like, there's so many books that I read so much nonfiction as well as fiction. I'm like, no, that's a nonfiction shelf. No, that's a fiction shelf. I'm like really, it can really be bad. Any at book. It. It can so be any gonna, book, fiction, nonfiction. But so, so let me go with my original book then. If I were to go with Sid Finch and this Buddhist monk that plays baseball, sure, him. And he, because it, it influenced my book because it takes place in St. Petersburg, which is a, you know, a beach town in Tampa. And he lives on the beach and he has this little hippie girlfriend, which is super cool. And he practices Buddhist, Zen Buddhism and he plays baseball. And I was like, I want to be this guy, but I can't because I can't throw baseball as fast as him. And, and so. I feel like I've only read one book in my life and I, I swear that's not true. Okay. <laughs> the right, follow-up, but I, I'm regretting what this follow-up is gonna be uh -huh. because I don't. If you could choose any character to be your sidekick, who would it be? No, not Sid Finch. Um... <laughs> Man, you know what? I'm gonna go with the cockroach guy from Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis. You, you want to be friends with a cockroach? Because I can put him in my pocket. I can carry him anywhere. Okay. All right. Well, this is just. That's, that's <laughs> a whole different place. I would like you to meet like Michael Lortz. He would like a cockroach that he carries in his pocket. It's like Wally. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that's something. Okay. Michael, when you were actually, you know, you told us, and you're a veteran, thank you for your service. I didn't say that in the last one because you were mid-story and I thought it, and then Cider came into play and then you were in the story. And so thank you very much for your service. We appreciate that. You can obviously write anywhere, but now um, that you have the opportunity to cr create your writing Zen space, what does that look like? You know, it's, it's probably by the water. Uh, being a Florida kid, I, I really appreciate kind of the Zen peacefulness of being by the water. My apartment complex right now, in a little lake in the middle of the complex, which isn't really by the water, kind of man-made little lake. But just opening that and, you know, when the weather's nice and hearing the birds outside or the, um, you know, the, 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 the frogs at night and stuff like that, anywhere where there's kind of like a, like a, peaceful water like just right outside that's that would be my zen space very very cool what about music do you listen to music while you're writing so you talked i talked about how the book had a blues theme so were you listening yeah. to a lot of blues when you were writing it i actually i did um i did but i start i get inspired but then i once i start going the words of music throw me off so if once I start writing, I have to turn the music off or I have to go instrumental because if like I'll get inspired by the lyrics or the rhythm or, you know, or, or what they're talking about and stuff like that to kind of get me sparked. 
but then it, it's got to be instrumental and it's got, or it's got to be off once, once I get into writing. Um, I was listening to a lot of hip hop. Like I said, hip hop inspires me. A lot of blues inspired me throughout Curveball at the Crossroads. There's even some lyrics that are old blues lyrics by Robert Johnson and stuff like that, where I would say instead of the main character walking behind the main, or the devil walking behind the main character or in front of, I'd say he walks side by side because Robert Johnson says in his, me and the devil walk side by side in his songs. And I was like, well, blues people will pick up on that. It kind of adds a little bit of layering to the, or a little, um, you know, a little, um, yeah, layering and everything into the book. If you're a blues fan, it kind of makes it a little bit more authentic. So a lot of blues did influence the book. Um, and then hip hop, like I said, the wordplay of hip hop, the analogies, the similes, the, the uh, uh, alliteration, the rhyme scheme, all that stuff definitely influences me. And then just the creativity of hip hop influences me a lot. Um, and I think for the second book, when heavy metal, I'm probably gonna have to just dive into some black metal, some satanic, you know, growling and just really get into that for a little while, which I have a collection of that as well. So, but what I don't know how well- heavy metal? Um, right now I've been on an obituary, um, cannibal corpse. So like the darker, the more, um, deep, the darker, heavier, probably the better. My favorite metal band of all time, though, is a band called Clutch. They are, uh, been around for about 20, 30 years, but never really been made mainstream. They're another one with very creative lyrics. Uh, one of their albums is about, um, elephants in the civil war. So, uh, horse riders, instead of horses, they ride elephants into the civil, into battles at Gettysburg, things like that. Um, so he's very creative minded. He reads a lot of, uh, a lot of sci-fi stuff is in his lyrics. So I'll just read his songs, kind of get inspired and write from there. Uh, so Clutch is a very is a big favorite of mine. They write, they do a lot of like that Black Sabbath type of metal. So it's not the dark screaming type of stuff, but it's very, you know, very kind of mainstream, but very groovy type of heavy metal. So I listen to a lot of them. Uh, okay. What was your okay. question, CR? Well, I was gonna do the like, what's your writing trip tonight? Like, you could be on a roll and going because you seemed like you were on a roll writing, you know, curveball. So then, like, what can stop you mid sentence? Social media, social media, or buzzing. I have to turn the phone off, throw it in another room, buried under a pillow, buried under six feet of ground. That phone is the most distracting thing to writing that I have ever encountered like oh let me just check facebook real quick no stop i need to write i need to finish this that thing <laughs> if it buzzes even if it's in another room or if a phone call i've got to go get it i uh, go see what what just happened and yeah i really need to fight that my phone is my arch nemesis i can see it i can totally see that actually to be honest okay so what is your favorite writing snack beer <laughs> I mean, I think we can well, count that. Beer and probably just popcorn, peanuts, you know, some trail mix, stuff like that Bar that food. I can kind of keep, keep munching on while I'm writing. Um, beer always helps because if I hit six, then the writing kind of becomes illegible and it's time to stop writing. Okay. All right. You set yourself up for a limit. I like it. Okay. I like it a lot. Yeah. 
What about your favorite weird food combination? Um, wow. While writing or just period? In general. In general. What did I have recently? Man, I swear I just made this, uh, I made a weird sandwich recently and I forgot what it was. It was, oh man, I'm drawing a blank because I had this sandwich and it was so good. And I was like, what is, what did I make? It was turkey and cheese on toast but that's that but it was something i mixed in there and i forgot what it was it was like jelly maybe it wasn't grape jelly but it was something to that maybe strawberry jelly i think it might have been strawberry jelly so maybe i'll go with strawberry jelly turkey and cheese on a sandwich does that sound weird no that doesn't sound weird enough no I think that's kind of weird. Although I do like a turkey club where I put cranberry sauce and mayonnaise, which is basically the same thing, right? Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, I know it wasn't cranberry, mm. but uh, was it strawberry? Was it grape jelly or something? It was some kind of jelly, but it wasn't cranberry. Well, and it, still it, sounds, it still sounds yummy and not that weird, so it's not going on the list, CR. No. No. Not going on the I list. Need something weirder. Yeah. Sorry. You're gonna have to be weirder. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, so you say you have four bookshelves around your place, and uh, I'm going to ask this question. Then, CR, I'm going to let you do the final question. You have bookshelves. Mm -hmm. Do you prefer to read paper books then? Yes, 100%. Okay. 100%. I've never gotten into ebooks. Um, audiobooks, I've listened to a few, uh, but yeah, much, much preferred paperback or, you know, hardcore paper books. Okay. And what about um what, what did, let me think um nope that was it i'm sorry i'm losing my fucking mind today it's well, fine I, I, ask I, the final question this isn't going well so ask the final question okay let's say you are out about all by yourself you find a million dollars what do you do with it all by myself with a million dollars like am i on a desert island and i need to build a house or no like let's say you're oh, I... in the park walking around nobody else is around all of a sudden there's just a, i don't know we'll make it super sketchy there's gonna be like a duffel bag of a thousand of a million dollars just chilling there what do you do cool cool um First, I probably invest a little bit of it, but the stock market and everything like that sucks right now. So I'm probably going to buy a house, but the housing market sucks right now. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to go on a trip. Like, yeah, I'm blowing it at this point. The housing market and the stock market both <laughs> suck. I'm not making any more money on this. I'm not turning into a million five in a year or two. So I'm just going on a trip. I'm going to Europe. I've never been to Europe before. Never been to Asia before. Um, maybe some Pacific Islands. Maybe I'm, you know, buying that little cabana on a Pacific Island. And I'm just going to sit there and write all day. And I will pump out five books a year. Um, all right. And just build this writing empire that I need to work on. I like it. I like Seems building the writing empire. Okay, shameless self-promotion time. Okay, so Curveball at the Crossroads. It's my debut novel. It is the story of a young baseball player who makes a deal with the devil to get back into the game after a career-ending injury. It is at www.curveballatthecrossroads.com. You can find it on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, all those other websites, or as I would prefer you order it from your local bookstore because I have a soft spot for local bookstores and please shop local. And they can order it off Ingram Spark. 
And you can find me at J-O-R-D-I Scrubbing, C-R-U-B-I-N-G-S at Twitter. Uh, my book is at cur Crossroads Curve at Twitter. Um, or just Google me. Michael Gore, L-O-R-T-C. So that sounds really bad. I apologize. No, that's awesome. We're going to fix that. That is awesome. Okay, guys. This. Thank you so much for being here, Michael. I really appreciate it. Your book sounds amazingly fun. And I do thank love you. the cover. And I agree with you. It's very album-centric. So that is awesome. This has been Drinking With Authors. I've been your host, Erica Lance. My co-host has been the infallible C.R. Rice today. It's time to shoot the show. Um, our guest has been amazing, Michael Lortz. Our sponsor has been Skunk Brothers Spirits. DWA10 is the coupon code. And we will see you guys next time. Bye.